It's all about the coaching searches when it comes to the Raiders and also teams outside the silver and black. What does that mean? We'll talk about it coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Monday, January 15th, it's MLK Day here in 2024. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You ought to win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. Welcome here, Raider Nation, to another edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. Thank you so much for making the show your first listen of the day. Make sure you subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast to get the latest edition of the show as soon as it becomes available. As always, if you're checking us out on YouTube, we definitely appreciate that. We appreciate you and my man Ari. Ari does a great job each and every day, even on a holiday, making sure that we're up on YouTube. Check him out on Twitter at Ari Produces. You can hit me up as well at your boy Q254 and the Lockdown Raider Podcast voicemail line is 707-654-4693. Your calls and texts will come up in segment number three. Got a lot of feedback over the course of the weekend. Of course, everyone wants to know about the coaching search, what the Raiders are doing, what the Raiders aren't doing. So we'll get all that coming up in segment number three. Segment number two, Max Crosby made a little bit of noise over the weekend. Got a lot of Raider Nation up in arms about what's going on with the head coaches search and he is 150% behind Antonio Pierce, right? So he definitely wants AP. We'll explain it. We'll let you hear a little something from him and his podcast and uh, we'll break it down. That'll be in segment number two of today's show here in segment number one. News and notes, everything I was able to gather over the weekend and believe me, it was a lot. So we'll jump right into it after I tell you about the title sponsor which is Game Time. Download the Game Time app create an account use promo code locked on it's all one word for twenty dollars off your first purchase so a lot to get to on today's show let's go ahead and start at the top the raiders interview panel right that's what everyone's been wanting to know q who's sitting here with mark davis in this uh these interviews to determine who's going to be the general manager who's going to be the head coach well Tashawn reed from the athletic actually tweeted it out over the weekend owner mark davis President Sandra Douglas Morgan, board member Larry Delson, senior vice president, director of football administration, Tom Delaney, and advisor Ken Harrock. Oh, and then also former player Richard Seymour. And that was one that stood out. A lot of people said, wait, hold on. Why Richard Seymour? He wasn't really that significant with the silver and black. Why not Charles Woodson? Why not Tom Brady? He's been hanging around with, uh, with Mark Davis. Why not this? Why not that? Well, they went and decided to bring in former player Richard Seymour. Of course, he's a member of the Hall of Fame. He was the guy that the Raiders at one point traded a first-round pick for, and he's the guy that was in the Raiders' locker room following that Week 18 victory to, uh, against the Denver Broncos. He was in there having cigars with all the other legends that were in the locker room, along with the players, again, out there celebrating. So clearly, Richard Seymour, over the time, has gotten even closer and closer with the silver and black. Matter of fact, Richard Seymour said on Twitter, I'm humbled by and grateful for the trust of the Davis family and the Raiders organization, excited about the opportunity to help build on the Raiders' extraordinary legacy. When I was a player, Mr. Davis and the Raiders afforded me possibilities that I can never imagine. And what I've learned is with this privilege comes responsibility, the responsibility to be a good steward of this organization's values for our team, for our community, and for our game. Once a Raider, always a Raider. I thought that was awesome. I really did. I mean, for a guy like Richard Seymour, and we all know that he wasn't a big, significant role and player uh, with the organization, but to know that the way that the Raiders treat players, whether you played for them for 10 years or you played for them for one year or a, a couple couple games, right? I mean, they, they truly mean it. Once a Raider, always a Raider. So I thought that was pretty cool. I know a lot of people saw uh, Ken Harrock was, is part, the advisor. He's part of the crew, and they're like, no, 
That was the guy that helped bring in Josh McDaniels. And I feel like he's always going to be around no matter what. Any kind of, anytime they have any kind of a search and they need a panel, Ken Harrock is always part of it. Tom Delaney, that's a no-brainer. Sandra Douglas Morgan as the president of the team, also a no-brainer. But those are the names. Mark Davis, Sandra Douglas Morgan, Larry Delson, Tom Delaney, Ken Harrock, and Richard Seymour. Also, uh, the interview rules, because you're starting to see a lot of interview requests. You're starting to see a lot of teams interview GMs. Uh, they're interviewing others for head coaches. Antonio Pierce is interviewed with the Titans already. He's got another request out there as well. I'll tell you about that in a minute. But I uh, did want to go over the request real quick. And actually, my man Vinny Bossignor uh, from Radio Nation Radio 920 and also the Review Journal actually put out a piece in the Review Journal uh, that kind of breaks down what the process is. And I uh, said that it's a, just a reminder because it's complicated. All interviews teams are doing right now with the current NFL coaches for their vacant head coaching openings are being done virtually. The in-person phase with the coaches cannot happen until the end of the divisional round playoffs, which is January 22nd. So just keep that in mind. A lot of people, how come the Raiders aren't bringing these guys in? How come they're not bringing that in? Until January 22nd is when the in-person interviews actually happen. So as a result, most of the head coaching openings won't be finalized until after the 22nd, and uh, they might even be filled around the 29th. Uh, and then also for the GM position, uh, they're required. Teams are required to conduct in-person interviews with at least two external candidates who are person of color and or women. And so uh, Vinny said also that it's his understanding the Raiders have conducted all necessary in-person interviews for their GM position. And I would imagine an announcement would be soon, perhaps this week. And as soon as he said that, uh, there was an announcement from uh, – from Tom Pelissero from the NFL Network on Twitter on Sunday evening saying the Raiders head coaching search is finally getting underway. They plan to interview former Vikings coach Leslie Frazier on Tuesday per source. So what that tells me is that the Raiders are done with their GM search. They did interview Champ Kelly over the weekend, so they're done with their GM search. Uh, most likely, it'll probably be announced either today or early on Tuesday, and then the GM will have an opportunity to sit in on the interview with Leslie Frazier and every other coach that is brought in to be you know, a potential head coach for the Silver and Black, and that's how it should be. The Raiders are doing things the right way, and we've been talking about it quite a bit here on the show. Hire the GM. Then the head coach, right? Let the GM hire his head coach instead of the head coach basically saying, hey, that's the guy I want over there. Bring that guy in. That's what I want. That's what Josh McDaniels did with Dave Ziegler. That's what John Gruden did with Mike Mayock. You know, so, I mean, it's just, it's not a good order of operations. The way that they're doing it now, and I know that a lot of people don't like it because it feels like it's taking a little bit longer. It's the correct way to do things. So I think that the silver and black are going about things the right way. So I'm expecting, this is just a gut feeling, to find out something about the GM, who's going to be named the GM either today or early tomorrow ahead of the interview with Leslie Frazier. But that is the first name that is brought up. And, you know, again, I'm one of those. And if you listen to any of the shows lately, I hate the, oh, it's just a Rooney Rule interview. With Leslie Frazier, I look at him, and I think that he's probably been a Rooney Rule interview before. Uh, I don't like that. It's one of the many reasons I don't like that rule, because there are people out there that end up being just Rooney Rule interviews, and I think that that sucks. I think that's a terrible way to, to be, and, and I, know, I know if it was me, I would say, hey, man, is there real consideration for me, or am I being a Rooney Rule guy? And that might not be the right approach, right? I should probably be thankful for any opportunity I get, but I just wouldn't want to be that guy. But with Leslie Frazier... I thought about it a little bit longer after I saw Tom Pelissero announce that he was coming in on Tuesday. Not only could he be potentially interviewing for the head coaching job, but most recently he was a defensive coordinator with the Buffalo Bills. And you know what he was? He was really good. He's a really good defensive coordinator. So I could see a situation where maybe Patrick Graham is not brought back. Maybe Patrick Graham gets a head coaching job. Maybe Patrick Graham decides that he doesn't want to be with the team and says, hey, you know, I really wanted to be a head coach and I didn't get that opportunity here, so I want to go somewhere else. I'm not saying that that's what's happening, but that's a chance. 
So interviewing Leslie Frazier could be really a good positive, right? They could say that, you know what, we don't want him for a head coach, but he could potentially be the defensive coordinator to take the place of Patrick Graham if he's not brought back. I do believe the Raiders, first and foremost, their thoughts are bringing Patrick Graham back. There's a reason why they blocked him from interviewing for another defensive coordinator position because they want whoever the head coach is going to be to have the opportunity to, to pick, pick their staff. And obviously Patrick Graham did a really good job running that defense with the silver and black this year. So there's that. So I guess that's kind of exciting to know that the GM is probably going to be announced sooner rather than later within the next, I would say, 24 to 48 hours, and then they're going to get underway with the head coaching search. I mentioned Antonio Pierce, and I mentioned the fact that he has uh, another another request to interview for the head coach position, and that's the Falcons. Um, uh, Mike Garofalo from uh, NFL Network and Tom Pelissero announced on Sunday. One more for Antonio Pierce. The Falcons have requested permission to interview him for their head coaching job. Pierce interviewed for the Titans gig on Saturday. The Raiders have not conducted any known head coaching interviews to this point, and of course they still haven't. They'll get that underway on Tuesday, but uh, I think that that's, that's, that's good for AP. I'm glad that he's getting a lot of attention, and again, I think he earned that attention by what he was able to do nine games in ten weeks with the Silver and Black after being named the interim head coach on November 1st. As a matter of fact, uh, we'll hear about him. We'll hear about the interest and the the interest is real around the league for not only Antonio Pierce, but other coaches that have qualities just like Antonio Pierce. We'll hear that from Ian Rappaport coming up in segment number two. Plus, we'll hear from Mad Max Crosby and how this hire could affect potentially his future. We'll do that all coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about the title sponsor of today's show, which is Game Time. And you know, you shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event, regardless what that big event is. If it's a sporting event, a football game, uh, a concert, a comedy show, theater, whatever the case is, you shouldn't have to worry about it, especially if you have to get last minute tickets because, well, Game Time provides you great last-minute deals, all-in prices, view from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. They have deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. Matter of fact, even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find all the last-minute seats. Uh, find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, everything that I've mentioned. And they've got zone deals. You pick the section and Game Time picks the seats for big-time savings. And the game time guarantee means you'll get the best prices always. If you find tickets in the same section a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. That's dope. Download the game time app, create an account, use lo- code locked on right now. It's all one word for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply, create an account, redeem code locked on. It's all one word for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Also want to tell you about Jace Medical and the Jace case. And I know. We come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but we can always talk for a minute about preparing for real life, right? According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics like amoxicillin right in the middle of one of the worst flu seasons in over a decade, and it's really, really scary. I couldn't imagine a more helpless feeling than, you know, needing something for a loved one or a kid or a parent or whatever the case may be, and you just don't have the supply, right? Because there's issues, uh, you know, from getting those kind of uh, medications that you need. So thankfully, we'll be all right because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics to treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, uh, skin infections, among others, respiratory infections. And this stuff can happen to any of us. None of us are immune from that kind of thing. Visit jacemedical.com, complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the 
regular costs. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. What you got to do is go to jacemedical.com, use the offer code LOCKEDON, it's all one word, to get $20 off your order. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Want to talk about Max Crosby, want to talk about AP, want to talk about the interest around the league in coaches like AP. What does that mean? Guys that are leaders, guys that are very Dan Campbell-like, guys that are very D'Amico Ryans-like. And D'Amico Ryans is a hell of a X's and O's guy, but he's a defensive you know, minded head coach. And there's a lot of people that believe that you can't win in this league with a defensive minded head coach. And that's not true. Right. And, and especially if you put the right staff around them. And if I'm Antonio Pearson and I sit down and have an interview with uh, Mark Davis and company, what I do is say, hey, you see what's going on in Houston? Do you see what D'Amico Ryans and CJ Stroud just did? They just advanced in the playoffs. Right. They just beat Cleveland Browns and they beat the brakes off them. That, that team right there, a rookie head coach and a rookie quarterback. First time it's ever been done in NFL history where they win their division. Yeah, I could do that too. Just give me the proper tools that I need and I can get it done. Well, there's a lot of folks that are on Antonio Pierce's side, including Max Crosby. A lot of those guys in the locker room are all team Max Crosby. And, you know, it's funny, our team uh, Antonio Pierce, including Max Crosby. And so he has his podcast, The Rush with Max Crosby, and it's been uh, really blowing up ever since he got it. And I haven't had a chance to listen to the whole episode, but, you know, he's basically let it be known. And there was a lot of reports uh, from guys like Vinny and Vic and Tashawn Reed and, and others over the weekend about if AP doesn't get hired, then, well, all, 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 all conversations are on the table. Let's put it like that for Max Crosby. Now, he never, never necessarily came out and said, at least from what I heard, never necessarily came out and said, I'll request to be traded, which a lot of people interpreted what he said to mean that. But he just said, you know, everything is on the table, right? Because, well, he'd like to some continuity. He'd like some leadership. He'd like to have the same coach for more than a year. And, you know, he obviously likes AP. It was like what AP brought to the table. So here's just a quick minute of what Max Crosby had to say on his podcast, The Rush with Max Crosby, when it came to AP and just in case he doesn't get hired. What does that mean for your future uh, as a Raider if they do um, not go with AP? Yeah, I mean, it's something – I'm going to have to, re, you know, consider everything, you know, I, I, honestly, nothing's off the table. Um, clearly I've made it very, I made it loud and clear that I want to be a Raider for life. I want to be here. I want to win here. I want to retire here. Um, but I mean, if you go and start from scratch again, um, I mean, I, I, I got to consider everything. I mean, from everything. So that's something that I've, I've talked to with all my people and all my team and obviously you guys included a little bit, but um, yeah, you know, at, at, at some point, um, you got to do what's right, you know, for the for the fans, for the team, for the future. You got to put everything into consideration. So for me, um, you know, obviously, I don't want to I don't I'm the least you know selfish person when it comes to that. Like, I'll go to the farthest. I'll let it get to the last extent before I pull out of something <laughs> like I don't quit anything I do. So um, I want to be a Raider for sure. Um, but if, you know, we go in a different direction, then, you know, there's nothing that's off the table. So a lot of people took that as, oh my gosh, he's going to request a trade. He's out of here. It's AP or nothing. And so a lot of people actually turned on Max Crosby. And one, I think that that was bad, right? A lot of people were talking bad about him. And oh my gosh, how could he, how could he do that? The Raiders have done so much for him, this, that, and the other. First of all, Max has earned everything. Everything that he's gotten, he's earned. Second of all, he does want continuity. He does want the same coach. I mean, think about it. He got drafted in 2019. He's had Gruden and Paul Gunther. Gunther was the defensive coordinator. 2020, Gruden, Gunther, Marinelli, 
right? Because Gunther got fired, and then Rod, and then Rod Marinelli took over as a defensive coordinator. 2021, Gruden, then he's gone. Basaccia and Gus Bradley, right? 2022, McDaniels and Patrick Graham. 2023, McDaniels, Antonio Pierce, and Patrick Graham, right? I mean, so he's had all these different coaches, so he'd like some continuity. He's also getting a little bit older. We all know that the NFL stands for not for long, and even though he's still a young dude, he's still been in the league for a while, right? And so he wants to win. You know, guys like Devontae want to win. Guys like Josh Jacobs want to win. And they're tired of just kind of rinse and repeat doing the same thing. And, and as I mentioned the other day, the Raiders have had too many introductory press conferences. Way too many, right? I mean, I've been here in Vegas since 2021, and I've been here for Gruden and Basaccia, McDaniels, and McDaniels and Pierce, <laughs> right? And so if, if another coach comes in, that'll be the fifth coach in that short amount of time. And that's not okay. Right, you just can't have that. You've got to be able to have some kind of stability. If you have a, a a constant rotating door at the head coach position, you're not going to have a winner, right? And so Max Crosby wants to be the best at his position. He let it be known in that minute that I let you hear. He talked about multiple times. He reiterated how he wants to be a Raider and wants to retire a Raider. But he also wants to win. He also wants to you know have the best leadership. He also wants the guy that got him where they were the last uh, ten weeks of the season, the last nine games, to five, guided him to a five and four record. That's what he wants, and that's okay to, to voice that. And also saying it publicly, putting it out there on podcast so it could be heard, is also sending an extra little message to Mark Davis and, and the crew that is doing the the hiring. Just a little extra push. It's not a threat. It's just an extra push. But here's Ian Rappaport, and this was actually from Friday, uh, was talking about Antonio Pierce and the, the attention he's getting outside the building. He's already interviewed with the Tennessee Titans. That happened on Saturday. Now the Falcons have requested his, uh, his services and want to do an interview with them. So here's a, uh, this is Ian Rappaport from Friday just kind of talking about how it's not normal that an interim coach gets love like this, but the re- here's the reason why AP is getting that love. There's not a lot of precedent for – interim coaches of one team to get hired from another team. But if you're someone looking for sort of a leader of men, and I really do think that's the direction that just in general, this coaching search will go. And I mean, the Patriots just hired someone who wasn't a defensive coordinator, even in title because of how good of a leader he is. It feels like Dan Campbell light is basically what everyone's going for. Find me a leader. Antonio Pierce literally proved that he is a leader on the field, turning around a bad team, making it a good team. The players are really united, really united in trying to get Antonio Pierce this job. If the Raiders don't do it, I would not be surprised one bit if someone else does, mostly because here's a a coach who's never been a head coach but has proven that he could be really interesting for the Raiders to deal with this. And I would say if he's going to be their guy, should probably do it sooner rather than later. So I love what he said that in this coaching cycle, he felt like, there's going to be a lot of those guys, the leadership guys, like I mentioned at the top, the Dan Campbell likes, the, the, the Miko Ryan type. I know Mike Vrabel got fired in Tennessee, but he also shares those same qualities. I mean, there's some really good sticking coaches out there right now that aren't necessarily offensive gurus, right? They're not your Sean McVay's. They're not your, you know, Kyle Shanahan's, this, that, and the other. Look, Mike McDaniel in, in Miami, a lot of folks are like, man, that guy is super great. He's a creative uh, offensive mind. Nobody was talking about him before Miami went and got him. Nobody was really talking about he's such a, a, a great, you know, he's head coach material. And Miami took a shot on him. And I know they lost over the weekend, but, I mean, he did a hell of a job there, right? And they put the right pieces around him that they want. He brought in the right guys defensively so they can be dedicated to that. And they're ready to roll. So, I mean, just because, you know, because AP, you know, he, he, he got to where he got in a different style, a different form, doesn't mean it can't be good. And so uh, I wouldn't think too much of what Max had to say. 
I wouldn't, you know, feel like, oh my gosh, Max is going to leave or he's going to request a trade. I don't think it's that, but I, I do respect the fact that he's like, hey, you know, all things are on the table, right? So there'll be all kind of conversations, as you heard him say. I talk to my team, including you guys, and you know, we just just have conversations because at some point, man, that those playing days are over, and really your peak days. And right now, Max Crosby continues to get better and better and better every year. At some point, he's going to get to a point where it's like, all right, now Max is banged up a, a, quite a bit, and he's in his last couple years or whatever, and I don't know when that is, and I'm not trying to fast forward to get there, but you know how it is in the NFL. It literally stands for not for long. You know, even if you have a long career, it's not a long career, <laughs> right? I mean, still, think about that, all right? So, I mean, it's just it, it's it's just him kind of giving a little extra urge. Again, I didn't listen to the whole podcast. I didn't get a chance to to check it out yet. Uh, my guy, Peg Leg Raider out of San Antonio, he did. He hit me up, and he was like, a lot of people overreacted, man. Max is, you know, just – just saying that he wants to win, basically. And so I'll get a chance to check it out. And if you do, check it out. The Russian Max Crosby uh, has his thoughts on it. But I wouldn't read too much into it, especially now that the Raiders are starting their head coaching uh, search. Now they're actually going to start doing that. And, again, they're, they're most likely going to announce their GM. And maybe by the time you're listening to this, maybe they already announced who their GM is. I expect it's going to be Champ Kelly, and I expect Champ Kelly is going to hire AP. That's just how I think it's going to go, and I think there's going to be a couple other additions added to the Raiders' front office, uh, a head of football operations and probably an assistant GM as well. That's ex- how I expect it to go. doesn't mean it will. That's just my gut feeling. So what's on your mind? 707-654-4693. That's the Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Your calls and texts are coming up in segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before we get to that, though, I do want to tell you about FanDuel. And with the NFL regular season being in the, in the books, and matter of fact, Super Wild Card Weekend is officially in the books, it's still a good time to get in on the action with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book right now. All new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Just that simple. It's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. So maybe if you were taking, uh, let's see. Let's, let me look at that Cowboy game. I can't remember what the spread was. I'm looking at it right now. The Cowboys were favored by 7.5, and, and they got the brakes beat off of them. <laughs> right? So if you thought, okay, maybe Green Bay is going to keep it close, you can go with the spreads and say, I'm going I'm to roll with Green Bay. Give me the points to roll with Green Bay. Man, not only did you win, but you won big. <laughs> right? Because, the, again, the Cowboys got their brakes beat off. That's just one of the ways that you could play. Uh, you can make a parlay in the parlay hub. Maybe you can do uh, a couple of player prop bets and parlay those together. They have same game parlays. Uh, they have the, the new explore tab where you can find all the bets that you want. They have a whole lot of different options is basically what I'm trying to tell you. Check it out right now. FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make your first bet a layup with FanDuel. It's official partner of the NFL. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts draft that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. Let's start off with Raider Eddie in Denver. He's calling after really thinking about who the next coach should be for the Raiders and why. Here's Raider Eddie in Denver. Hey, Q, what's up? This is Raider Eddie in Denver. Hey, I've been thinking uh, a lot about, uh, you know, uh, the, the new head coach and who we should hire. And I've gone back and forth in my mind a little bit. Uh, AP is a great coach in certain ways. I think Harbaugh is a great hire as well. I agree both things can be true. The reason why I'm, I would go with AP, um, the team plays hard. Um, he's turned the culture around for the team, the players, the fan base, the organization in a short period of time. He, under his watch, the defense is a top 10, possibly even top 5 defense to end the season. 
player development. You look at guys like Hobbs, Koontz, um, even uh, Aiden O'Connell, I think, has improved a lot the last half of the season. Uh, you look at the running back. You look at uh, Zeus. He's playing a lot better that last half of the season. The linebackers playing a lot better. Um, uh, the, the safety, Merrick, the guys are developing. Um, and then another thing that's very underrated to me is the team's playing with discipline. Very few penalties under AP. I love all that. Yes, AP is going to make in-game mistakes. But, uh, you know, that's going to happen with every coach. Um, over here in Denver, where I live, uh, they're talking a lot about Sean Payton and how he seems to be rusty and how he makes a lot of mistakes with in-game decisions. They're talking about five, six, seven in-game decisions that people are scratching their heads about this season. And, again, we're talking about Sean McVay, who might be a future Hall of Fame coach. I mean, the guy is very well established. So, yeah, I want to see AP get better with in-game decisions. I want him to I, – I don't want to see him punting. I don't want to see the team punting in opposition territory. I think he can get better at that, especially when he has the offense in, in a place that he feels more comfortable with. Anyway, Q, love the show. Uh, thanks for letting me weigh in, and uh, looking forward to the offseason. Thank you for the call, my man. And, you know, when you talk, up, talk about AP and you bring up discipline, that is huge, not only to us, but to AP as well. Matter of fact, at the that last press conference we had, the Monday following that Broncos game, he was so happy when Vic Tafer asked him about the discipline and asked about the lack of penalties. He was waiting for that question. Like, that was the one that he was most proud of. Not the wins, not the, you know, not the identity uh, resurgence of the Raiders, not the, you know, celebrating in the locker room, none of that stuff. He cared about the discipline and the lack of penalties because that has been something that has been a Raiders Achilles heel for so long. And I go back to that Colts game. If they don't get penalized seven times, especially a couple of those penalties that were probably phantom penalties at the end of the, uh, the game against Jack Jones, the pass interference, and then the offsides, they probably win that game, right? You know, they just, they had too many, and that was only seven, right? And the other thing about being disciplined, if the Raiders could keep this up, we always talk about the officials just throw flags on the Raiders, just to throw th flags on the Raiders. If they establish a, a, a reputation of being disciplined, guess what penalties won't be thrown on them all the time? That will just be assumed that that's a penalty. No, it's assumed that it's not because they're, well, they're a penalty-free team. So I thought that that was impressive. That was huge that they played as physical as they did, they played as hard as they did, and they didn't have as many penalties as they normally did. To be able to be the least penalized team in the league, man, that's you want to talk about something to hang your hat on. That's another resume builder. That's another thing you walk into Mark Davis's office and say, see these penalties? We didn't do them very often. Matter of fact, we did it the least out of all the teams in the league. We were the best at being disciplined. Yeah, that was on my watch, right? So that I'm I'm hanging my head on everything I can if I'm AP. I'm trying to get that job, and I know he is as well. Raider Eddie, thanks for the call, man. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. Next, got a text from Ridiculous Raider. It says, yo, Q, Ridiculous Raider here from San Mateo. I love the show. I want AP to have the job, but one thing I'm worried about, and most people forget, is that the defense was totally turned around with AP. But the offense felt stagnant for the most part when the running game couldn't dominate. Clearly, he couldn't motivate any, everyone to play better, which makes me wonder if more credit should go to him or PG. Also hearing Mark Davis will hire a GM of his own and let him pick their head coach. If that's the case, who are the GMs out there we could target? Thanks again. Love all that you do. That's Ridiculous Raider. And I couldn't remember 
one, if I got to that text on Friday or not. So I wanted to make sure I ran it back. And I'm not worried about the offense. Uh, that's part of the that's part of the 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 interview, right? Mark Davis says, okay, the defense was great, the discipline was great. How do you fix the offense? And AP has to roll that out. That's on him to roll that out. He's got to have a plan. He's, he can't have a plan. He's got to have the plan. And I'm sure that he's got offensive people in mind that he'd like to put around him, which is great. Um, and, and, you know, and, and as far as the GM goes, uh, yeah, the GM, I'm assuming is going to get named uh, shortly, if it hasn't already been shortly. Uh, I think it's going to be Champ Kelly. I think it's going to be that simple. I know Ed Dodds is a guy that, that they're interested in, but I, I, for some reason, a part of me tells me that they're going to put him in the front office, but at a different position, like the head of football operations. I, I could be completely wrong, but my gut feeling tells me that's, that's what that's going to be. I know that they've had interest in him in the past, and I think with his track record, what he was able to do and help do in Indianapolis, that might help. The guy that's been there, done that, can be the go-between between Champ Kelly, uh, Antonio Pierce, and Mark Davis. So uh, that's kind of that's kind of what I'm looking at. But I do believe it's going to be Champ Kelly, and then they're going to uh, you know hire Antonio Pierce. So thanks so much for the text. I appreciate you. Uh, let's say East Bay Jorge is uh, hitting us up. He's calling to talk about the AP situation and what needs to be removed from the situation. Here he is, East Bay Jorge. What's up, Q? What's up, Raider Nation? This is East Bay Jorge here, calling in. Been a long time. I'm finally calling in talk about the AP situation. I'm hearing a lot of emotion out there from Raider Nation, lots of it. And a decision as important as this next coaching hire is, you cannot make this decision based on emotion. you got to remove it. What am I talking about? Is AP what we all want if he doesn't have Patrick Graham as his defensive coordinator? I don't know. I could argue that Patrick Graham was just as important as AP on that defensive turnaround. And the first thing I'm doing if I'm AP, I'm making sure Patrick Graham's in my corner. Okay, you can't get him stolen away. We already lost the O-line coach. Who is AP bringing back? We all want AP, yeah? But who's his coaching staff? You're not going to pass on a generational coach like Jim Harbaugh, who's proven time in, time out with the NFL and in college now, that he can turn a program around. Now, he may piss you off, but he's going to turn that motherfucker around. He's my friend. So, is Patrick Graham sticking with AP? Is he bringing him back? That's what we need to know in order to answer this. You know, if I'm Mark Davis, and if he comes to me without the coaching staff he got here with, what are we talking about? How are we going to pass on Harbaugh? But anyways, you food for thought, Raider Nation. Shout out to you. We had a hell of a season. Let's make this next decision. Let's take emotion out of it. Who's the coaching staff he's bringing with him? You can't pass on somebody like Harbaugh without knowing that. All right? So let's chew on that for a little bit. All right, you guys. One look. Wait a minute. Out. Thanks for the call, my man. I appreciate you. And I understand the emotion part of it, right? You know, and, and, and I understand that you wanted to know who AP is coming back with. That's all, I mean... I could say that, you know, these are questions that he'll answer to Mark Davis, right? I mean, again, I don't know who he's bringing back if he does come back. I, I don't know that. But that's something that Mark Davis will ask. Like, all right, what's your, what's your, what's your plan? What's your team? Who are you bringing back? Uh, clearly, they want to bring Patrick Graham back. You know, at least let the next guy determine who their defensive coordinator is going to be because they blocked him from being a, a D.C. candidate with another team. So, obviously, I'll let you know. Carmen Brasillo is already gone. He's gone with the New York Giants. He's the offensive line coach. And he, I think he did a good job with what he was working with. But there's other offensive line coaches that you could have out there. So clearly, to me, what that means to me is that 
the offensive side of things is going to get revamped. The defensive side of things is going to stay uh, pretty, pretty status quo as far as I'm concerned. So I'm not really worried about that. Emotion, I'm not worried about the emotion either. Um, I've been saying for a while that I think Antonio Pierce should be the guy. It's not the emotion from me. It's not the emotion that he brings, but it's just the fact that he brought an identity to the team. He showed what he could do in a small amount of time, and I'm, I'm thinking that he can do some really good things moving forward, and he could be the next great Raider coach for all we know. Right? He can end up being the next Mike Tomlin, a guy who's been in place for 17-something years, a guy that they had no idea that they were going to hire when they interviewed him. They interviewed him just to basically interview him, you know, hear what he had to say, and he wowed him in the interview, which is, I mean, that's the plus to the Rooney Rule because those kind of things could happen. Uh, I just, I got a bad attitude about it, I guess. <laughs> you know, I just, I just hate the fact that you have to, you know, satisfy a rule because I just don't think that more, more, I don't know, more teams just don't do it just to do it because they're genuine about it. Like the Raiders have always been genuine about it, right? That's, that's, I guess that's what I'm, I'm bothered by is that, you know, if you're not going to be genuine about it, then don't do it. But I get it. They got to have their, their rules in place. And again, a good thing like a Mike Tomlin situation could happen. So uh, that's, I guess that's why they do them. So I, I'm not worried about emotion and I'm not worried about who he's bringing back. Uh, I think he has enough contacts. I think he knows enough people. He's already got good people around him like Marvin Lewis and Tom Coughlin you know, Adam Gase, obviously all those guys have been there, done that. I know Gase wasn't a very good head coach, but he's been there, done that. So he, he's, he's willing to ask questions. I think that's a good thing. So thanks so much for that call. I appreciate you. Up next, got a text from Raider Ed. He says, hey, Q, Raider Ed here. I don't think either AP or Harbaugh would be a bad choice for head coach. To me, the difference is if Harbaugh comes in, he's going to turn the coaching staff over entirely and most likely the players. I know he had a good first season with the 49ers where he went 13-3, and I believe. The X factor is how AP led this team, motivated them to lift their game up. I have no doubt Harbaugh could do the same, but will it take an entire season to do this? I say take a chance on AP. He's learned a lot in a short time, and we see what his leadership looks like on the field. Been a fan since the mid-70s, and I've not seen a team play this cohesive since the late 70s. Not even the 2000 team was this cohesive. And that's not a coincidence. My, votes is to take, my vote is to take a chance on AP. This may be the greatest hire in years. I could think of many other Raider decisions over the years that were worse decisions than hiring AP. That's from Raider Ed, and uh, I don't even have to expand on that. I think you hit it all in the head. Matter of fact, your text answered East Bay Jorge's call. <laughs> I should have just put the two together, right? Would have been a lot easier than me trying to explain it. I think you hit it right on the head. Thanks so much for that text. I do appreciate you. Get one more call in. We'll close things out today with Chef Raider. He's calling to talk about the head coaching search and why it's not even a question on who he believes should be hired. And he'll explain here. Here he is, Chef Raider. What's going on, Q? What's going on, Raider Nation? It's your boy, Chef Raider. Uh, so... I wanted to just weigh in on this coaching GM search. I'm watching um, episode seven of Behind the Shield on YouTube. So they're going from week uh, Kansas City to Denver, so the last three games or whatever. So it's the teams, you know, in the locker room, basically. You know, I'm, I'm sure y'all have all seen it, but just watching – their reaction to him in the locker room and how this team gravitates towards this man. Mark Davis need not overthink it. Thank you, baby. Mark Davis need not overthink this. Antonio Pierce is the guy. It's really just that simple. I mean, if I was the billionaire team owner, it would be as simple as I'm sitting Champ Kelly down He's getting hired, and me and Champ Kelly are going to interview Antonio Pierce right there on the spot. 
what do you got for the offense? Because that's the really only question. You know what I mean? That's the only question is how is he going to fix the offense? What are we going to do about that? How do we score more than 17 points a game? That's the only question. He's the guy. Champ Kelly is the guy. Mark Davis did not overthink this. I mean, as an Ohio State fan, to be honest with you, I don't want Jim Harpaugh anyway. So, I mean, I'd rather have, if we ain't going that direction with Antonio Pierce, I'd rather have somebody like, I don't know, Mike Vrabel. But, again, as an Ohio State fan, I'm a little bit biased. So, yeah, that's my two cents on the situation is, I mean, it's a simple solution. Don't overthink it. Let this guy bring in his own staff, give him the opportunity. When he said in this last episode that they'll get it back and they're going to run it back, he meant it. He's our guy. I'm out. Thank you so much for the call. I appreciate you. And I think for every reason you pointed out is valid. Uh, I believe AP is the guy as well. I felt that for some time now. been saying it for multiple weeks. And remember, I'm a guy that was not on the Rich Basaccia train. I was not the guy who thought Rich Basaccia should be the long-term coach. I thought he did some good things. Uh, with the Raiders, helping him get to the playoffs. I think he should eat for free anytime he's in Vegas, <laughs> right? I mean, anytime he comes to town, I think he should always eat for free just because he's due that respect. He kept that team together. I just never viewed him as a long-term solution at the head coaching position. So I never, you know, like uh, compare and contrast and say, well, remember the Rich Basaccia situation? I feel like these are two different situations. And I think I said that immediately after AP was hired and started to talk to him and got to know him a little bit and Felt like he was like a younger version, a younger, more energetic version of Rich Basaccia, right? A guy who has the dreams to be a head coach. Uh, obviously knows the history of the silver and black. Is leaning into the history of the silver and black and wants to put his own twist on it. Uh, you know, and, and then again, with the team playing the way it did. I mean, again, it, it's sometimes you don't have to overthink things. Some things you don't, sometimes you don't have to do, you know, uh, long-term math. Sometimes it's just basic math. Sometimes it's as simple as one plus one equals two. Right. We don't have to worry about, you know, carrying the one, dividing it by this, finding the square root of this, that and the other. Right. Stuff that I can't do. I'm not a mathematician, but I can count. Right. One plus one equals two. And I think it's that simple. Champ Kelly is one. AP is one. That's two. I think those are the two guys that should get hired. They'll make some more additions. Uh, they'll make some additions to the offensive coaching staff. Uh, go out there and, uh, you know, add some additions to the to the quarterback room, provide some competition for training camp next year. And, uh, you know, boom, continue to build that offensive line and be good to go, right? And, and just do what you got to do. Um, and we'll, we'll get into a d- deeper conversation where that even came from, uh, maybe tomorrow on tomorrow's show. But uh, then again, we might be talking about who the next GM is, and maybe there's actually a, you know, a, a press conference. Maybe there's a press conference today. Maybe there's a press conference tomorrow. Not too sure, but we'll find out sooner rather than later. So uh, until tomorrow, Red Nation, take care of yourself. Have a great Martin Luther King Day. Uh, if you're off, enjoy your time off. If you're not off, well, that's okay. Uh, I'm off of my local show on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. I don't have to do that today, but I do have to do my ESPN show, which is fine. Game night from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Pacific time. So if you're listening to ESPN Radio, um, tune in. Tune in. I'll be on 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. with my, me and my man Emmett Golden. Emmett's fantastic. Uh, we have a lot of fun on the show, so if you get an opportunity, go ahead and tune it in. So I'll do that. I'll do half my, my work today and, of course, the podcast as well. So until tomorrow, Red Nation, take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Love on your family. Most importantly, as always, just win, baby.